You're listening to SB Nation Radio. This is the Talk of Fame Network. Kevin Green. Tony Dungy. The late Dick Stanton. Eddie D. Bartolo. The late Ken Stabler. Marvin Harris. Orlando Pace. The gunslinger Brett Barr. This is your Pro Football Hall of Fame class of 2016. Here are your Hall of Fame voters, Ron Borges, Rick Gosselin, and Clark Judge. Not fun at all. I mean, I know Tom, um, known Tom for a long time. Had a chance to trying to get him to Cal Berkeley a long time ago when I was there. So we have a little history, and um, he's a tremendous football player and competitor, and he'll be chomping at the bit he hasn't had his passion which is football other than his family and his life over the last four weeks so he'll come back ready to play no question about that well that was Hugh Jackson he's talking about the big event in Cleveland this week and no I'm not talking about the Indians I'm talking about the return of New England quarterback Tom Brady from a four-game suspension Ron you live in the Boston area you cover this team like a blanket <laughs> Wet blanket in some cases. <laughs> what do you expected from Brady this week? Uh, rust or, or Tom Terrific? Uh, well, I think a little both. I think there'll be a little rust. I mean, he hasn't played a practice uh, for a month. He hasn't really been at you know kind of what I would call NFL full-speed intensity since last January because, you know, exhibition games are exhibition games. And meanwhile, his teammates, you know, they've been moving along at full speed and so have the opponents. So I expected early on he might have, you know, uh, a little rust on him or a little timing issues. But my also, I also guess that uh, – it won't take too much long, uh, too long for him to get in place. Because let's face it, he's playing the Brownies. He's playing the Browns. I was going to say, let's and they go at exhibition speed the whole season. You know, yeah. Just... <laughs> see Hugh Jackson talking about the big event, talking about his next loss. Actually, um, <laughs> I mentioned the Indians, but um, you know, Ron, you know, the Red Sox are in the playoffs too. Yeah. So is is there more buzz in that area about Brady or Big Poppy? Well, uh, you know, that's hard to measure. I, I'd say, you know, at the moment, kind of Brady, because that's the you know the flavor of the of the month here. But, you know, a lot of people obviously interested in the Sox and how if Big Poppy can finish his career with a, one more championship. And, uh, you know, uh, they'll be at, at Fenway Park against the Indians on Sunday in game three at 4 o'clock. And that could be, in, a, in theory, an elimination game or sweep or whatever. So uh, uh, I would say that in the end they'll be more interested in that because, after all, the, the, uh, Brady's playing the Brownies. Yeah, that's right. Uh, Ron, let me remind you. Not the Boy Scouts, the Brownies. Red Sox lost five of the last six, including three means to the Yankees. Three yeah, it means nothing. Yankees. Yeah, yeah. lost exhibition hey. games. <laughs> Gooseman, um, we are a Hall of Fame show, as we all know. So, um, less fats forward, let's say, I don't know, 10 years from now, when Tom Brady's name is up for induction, can Ron, as the Boston voter, simply stand up and say, ladies and gentlemen, Tom Brady, you know, as, as Pete Doherty did this year with Brett Favre? Or, or, or does that four-game suspension merit explanation and uh, discussion. Well, first off, Red Sox, Big Pappy, no question about the top seed in the American playoffs. It just happens to call my town home. <laughs> Clark, how about go. those Texas Rangers, huh? How about those Rangers? Okay. They play baseball nerve. in Dallas? Drunk yeah, 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 top seed. You're looking up at us, Ron. Uh, okay, Anna Brady. <laughs> when you say a player's name and sit down, that means the discussion is finished. I don't think the discussion will be finished on Brady. Not his credentials, mind you, but rather his complicity in the scandal to cheat the game. Uh, Gooseman, more buzz this weekend. Brady or Beltre? <laughs> uh, Cowboys. <laughs> oh, wow. Okay. We brought in the uh, Rangers. I thought I'd mention them. Um, <laughs> listen, y- you guys heard Eric Dickerson two weeks ago on this program um, saying how uh, 
you know, being a first ballot Hall of Famer was a big deal, at least to some guys. It wasn't to him, but to some guys. Goose, could that suspension keep Brady from going in on the first try? In other words, keep him from going as a first ballot Hall of Famer? Clark, I'm wrong, got to ask. I happen to agree with Eric Dickerson that the first ballot is a big deal. Ron disagrees, so Ron might be better suited to answer this question. Yeah, I do. I just don't think it's a big deal. You're a Hall of Famer or you're not. You know, uh, uh, I don't think anybody's stopping a guy when he signs Hall of Famer's name and goes, well, what ballot? I don't really want your autograph. You were the third ballot guy, you know. Plus, there's so many great players, let's face it, that were not first ballot Hall of Famers that we know were great players. Having said all that, uh, I doubt it. You know, uh, I think that if I'm still around, which if he plays as long as, as uh, he says, he, I'm going to be on the wrong side of the lawn, let alone being around. So, uh, but, uh, you can get you off know. my lawn, Ron. <laughs> yeah, really. Uh, I just think even people who believe he was involved, uh, as I do, don't see it as a major transgression. I mean, uh, uh, look, he and the Patriots, they're always going to be tainted and they're always going to be somewhat suspect. Uh, but that's of their own making. They've created this, not just with this, this incident. They've created it over the years. But in the end, I doubt it's going to have the slightest impact on his Hall of Fame chances. Although whoever's presenting him, I think you need to address it before before the room addresses it. So you wouldn't stand you, up and say Tom Braden and sit down. No, no, okay. I'd like to, right. but I, I I don't. I think you have to say, hey, look, let's put this in perspective. Okay. Um, well, you know something in <laughs> the afterglow of the Tom Brady return. Uh, I almost forgot to say, welcome to another edition of the Talk of Fame Network. Coming to you from where, guys? Renai Studios. Renai Studio. That's right. And while we don't have Tom Brady on this week's program, we do have Hall of Fame hopeful Everson Walls, whose name appears on the Hall's list of 94 modern era candidates for the class of 2017. We also have former defensive tackle Leroy Glover, whose name should have appeared on that list, but for some reason does not. And Goose, I'd explain that. His name doesn't appear. 94 Clark, Clark I, I can't explain a lot of things that have gone on and continue to go on in this process. Too many Hall of Fame-worthy players fall through the cracks this year and every year. I mean, how does Mick Tinglehoff not get discussed for 32 years and then motor right in when he finally gets into the room? How does Jack yeah. Butler, an all-decade corner, not get discussed for 50 years and, again, motors right in when he finally gets to the room? You know, we had Richmond Webb on last week. He belongs in the ballot. Leroy Glover this week. He belongs in the ballot. Stan Morgan has been eligible for 21 years and has never been discussed. He deserves to be on the ballot. Okay. Well, um, we're going to have He deserves to be in the Hall of Fame. Is he and I think Glover Glover's probably <laughs> going to tell us that. But uh, we also have former coach and resident contributor Jim Fossil to talk quarterbacks, and he should have something to say about Tom Brady, as well as Dartmouth College. That's right. Dartmouth College professor Brendan oh, Nyan. Oh, no. That's right. Oh, Big Green, God. along with two colleges, uh, two colleagues, I mean, from the Dartmouth government department, the Govey department, they launched a study on deflate gate and how people responded to it so since i mentioned that ron i'm of the belief that uh well you know these next 12 games for your patriots are all about retribution 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 yeah retribution would you gonna go to umass dartmouth down in dartmouth mass that's what you brady and the patriots basically um that this is 2007 all over again when they didn't just beat opponents they buried them. I know that was nine years ago, which means Brady was, uh, let's see, let me do the math, nine years younger. That was my Dartmouth College education coming in. But he and his teammates are, are bitter about what just went down. So how much does emotions, or do emotions, play into what's about to happen there in New England? Well, uh, it better not be much. Uh, look, can we all be adults here just for a minute? No. If, but no. <laughs> As you prove every week. It's unbelievable. <laughs> it's exactly. Uh, uh, look, retribution to who and for what? Look, it, it, are they playing the Goodell All-Star teams? No, they're not. Uh, you know, they've always run up the score whenever they could, way before 2007. That was nothing new. Uh, and they'll do it again in 2016 whenever they can because uh, uh, 
you know, that's who they are. That's who Belichick is, and, and frankly, that's who Brady is. But I think all this retribution talk is overblown. You know, first off, you can't keep up that kind of motivation throughout the entire season. You've got to have something more than that. Uh, and second, if you're a professional, it's counterproductive, and you know it's counterproductive. As someone who wears a hoodie once said, do your job. That's the only thing that counts. You know, all this other stuff is its fine for us. We love to talk about it. But if, this, if they're worrying about retribution, you know, they're going to be worrying about two other teams playing uh, the Super Bowl. Ron, I like your channeling Ricky Waters there. For who? For what? Was <laughs> yeah, good. I love me some Ricky Waters. Hey, Goose, let's cut to the chase. Uh, Patriots are 3-1 without Brady. Does his return make them the team to beat not only the AFC but the NFL? No, I think Pittsburgh might have a say in this matter. You know, with Roethlisberger, Le'Veon Bell, and Antonio Brown, they have the best offense in the NFL, but the Patriots will be among the favorites for sure. That would be Michigan State's Le'Veon Bell. That would be correct. Okay. Let's move beyond New England, guys. I know it's early, but we are at the one-quarter pole position. So let's go over a couple of early awards. Uh, Gooseman, who's your first quarter MVP? Trevor Simeon. No one saw this coming. Certainly not the Broncos. They wouldn't have traded up for Paxton Lynch. Ron, same question. Wow. I was going to go with Trevor Simeon, so I'm going to go with John Elway, <laughs> even though he's not a player. <laughs> you know, if he, if he didn't have the, go, the, 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 the courage that he had, I almost said the wrong word there, uh, courage that he had, you know, to do this, there'd be no Trevor Simeon uh, in this position that he's in. What about Matt Ryan, guys? Um, we like Matt first, Ryan. Who's your first quarter coach of the year, Goose? Mike Zimmer. You lose your starting quarterback, starting running back, and you shouldn't be sitting there 4 0. That's where Zim has the Vikings without Bridgewater, without Peterson. Ha! He had it easy. How about Belichick? You, you, don't have your, you don't have your Hall of Fame quarterback. You don't have your left tackle. You don't have your right tackle. You don't have the best tight end in football. And he, and he still went, you know, won in Arizona, and he kept winning, and finally they you know, spit the bit there in the last game. But I think Good he's done a great job. That Arizona would be Ron Borges, Bill nice Belichick's Bobo. Hey, quick now, guys. Your most surprising team, Goose? Oh, got to be the Rams. Ronnie? I think the Vikings, Jeff, for all the reasons that Goose uh, suggested. Disappointing, Bruce? Uh, Cardinals. Cardinals. Cardinals and Panthers. Ron? Yeah, I'd say Panthers. Okay. Because it's Tom Brady Greek, guys, we got to go. We're going to continue with our coverage when we check in with Dartmouth College professor Brendan Nyan on a study that helped launch Deflategate. That's coming up when we return from break. You're listening to the Talk of Fame Network. Now, the reminder that the Talk of Fame Network is brought to you by Geico Insurance, where 15 minutes can save you 15% or more on car insurance. For more details, go to geico.com. This is Eric Dickerson, and you're listening to the Talk of Fame Network. Burger King presents... Breakfast stories. Today's story, Marty and the two for $4 croissant sandwich. Yeah, I go to Burger King. They got that uh, croissant sandwich deal, two for $4. It's wicked good with the sausage, dude. And two for $4, that is a huge bargain. Huge. <laughs> well said, Marty. Tasty, savory, sausage on a flaky croissant. Hey, this is not breakfast. This is a Burger King breakfast. Get two croissant sandwiches now for just $4. Only at Burger King. Price of participation vary. Go from tank to tankless. Make the right play by choosing Renai Tankless Water Heaters. Get yourself out of hot water at home by choosing the best water heating solution available. Why don't you tell us about the last time you were in hot water with your significant other? Visit GetHotWater.com to submit your story for a chance to be a part of our weekly giveaway for football tickets. Grand prize winners will have a chance to win a pair of playoff tickets and a Renai Water Heater. Visit Renai.us for more information about their innovative products. 
All right, people, let's start the meeting off with a round of quick-fire questions, shall we? Whoever gets the most correct answers gets tomorrow off. First question, what's the most efficient way to manage our expenses? Concur. How can you capture invoices electronically and manage approvals from anywhere? Concur. Last question, by switching to blank, we now have the tools that give us full visibility into company spending, which helps our bottom line. Concur. Bob, very impressive. You get tomorrow off. But tomorrow's Saturday. You get tomorrow off, Bob. Thank you. Expense. Travel. Invoice. Learn more at concur.com. Here's something to feel good about from Centrum Silver. Vitamin D was discovered in the age of dancing, the Roaring Twenties. Right on cue, because vitamin D plays an essential role in supporting strong bones and muscles. And just as dance moves have evolved, so is the importance of vitamin D. That's why Centrum Silver upgraded to our highest level of vitamin D3 ever. <laughs> hey, want to dance? Centrum Silver, something to definitely feel good about. I'm Jay Farner, president of Quicken Loans. Recently, mortgage rates have dropped to the second lowest level in history. The rate today on a 30-year fixed rate mortgage is all the way down to 3.5%, APR 3.57%. It's a great time to refinance with Quicken Loans and save hundreds every month. So lock in this ultra-low rate before it goes back up. Call 800-QUICKEN. That's 800-QUICKEN. Call for cost information and conditions. Equal housing lender. Licensed in all 50 states. NMLSConsumeraccess.org, number 3030. Hey, Lucy, you're the CFO of this company. That's why you pay me. We need a better way to manage our expenses. Concur. Automated expense reports. Concur. Faster invoice processing. Timely financial data. A whole system that helps us make better decisions around how we spend our money. Concur. While I appreciate your enthusiasm, I'm actually looking for ideas, not agreement. That's why we're getting Concur for expense, travel, and invoice. Everything you described scaled perfectly to our business, and it's surprisingly cost-effective. Lucy, you're a genius. I concur. Expense, travel, invoice. Learn more at concur.com. This is the Talk of Fame Network on SB Nation Radio. Here are your Hall of Fame voters, Ron Borges, Rick Goslin, and Clark Judge. What we're dealing with here is a complete lack of respect for the law. Talk of Fame Network, sponsored by GEICO, where just 15 minutes can save you 15% or more on car insurance. For more details, go to GEICO.com. You know something? Probably should have gone 15 minutes ago. As we mentioned at the top of the hour, of course, Tom Brady returns Sunday from his four-game suspension. And while the flake gate is finally over, it's still being talked about, especially in New England. In fact, it's so hot a topic that three Dartmouth College government professors undertook a study of Deflategate that was published in the latest issue of the journal Research and Politics. And it focused on how acutely persons' perceptions of the facts were influenced by their opinions of Tom Brady and Ron Borges's Patriots. Here to speak with us is one of those authors, Professor Brendan Nyhan from Dartmouth. And first of all, Professor Nyhan, thank you for joining us. My pleasure. Thanks for having me. Question for you. You've been called, quote, one of the most thought-provoking writers about politics on the web and, quote, one of the new breed of conscientious political science bloggers, unquote. So why, in an election year that is rife with political fodder, did you and two other government professors from Hanover choose Tom Brady and the Patriots for a study? That's a great question. This, this is research that truly came from the faculty lunch table arguing about uh, – <laughs> Misperceptions and conspiracy theories. That's what I study in my research. Right. And my colleagues uh, are Patriots fans. My co-authors and colleagues, John Kerry and Ben Valentino, are Patriots fans. And so the natural intersection of our interests turned out to be Deflategate, 
And one of my co-authors came back from a vacation with his family in Massachusetts and said, this is all anybody's talking about. And I'm hearing all sorts of things people are saying, uh, conspiracy theories they're endorsing. I see it on the Boston Globe website. I hear people talking about it. Um, this is really interesting. And, we, and we, we kind of talked about it more. And we realized, you know, sports and politics have a lot in common. Right? People have really strong preferences about what they'd like to be true about the world, and that often influences what they actually believe. Brandon, correct me if I'm wrong, but you found that opinions of Brady and the Patriots are strongly influenced um, by the perceptions of the facts, essentially that they people have bought into conspiracy, conspiracy theories. Did that surprise you, and is it any different from how people respond to non-football issues? You know, it, it, it surprised me the extent of the polarization on this issue. Um, you know, we saw not just that uh, Patriots fans were more likely to believe in anti-Brady conspiracies than non-Patriots fans, but that the people who knew the most about football and were the most interested were actually the most polarized in their views. So uh, the, the extent of that was striking. I, I will say, though, that, that actually is a, a pattern we've seen in politics, too. I've seen that in my own research, for instance, looking at uh, beliefs of, that in the conspiracy theory that the Obama administration was manipulating unemployment rate statistics. Before the, which came out before the 2012 election, was endorsed by Jack Welch, the former CEO of General Electric. We saw a very similar pattern there. So I think it's quite striking. And what, what I think it, it highlights is just how much sports is like politics, that people do follow it like fans. Uh, and, and sorry, that politics is like sports in the sense that people follow it like fans. Um, and, you know, that that can have a powerful effect on us. You know, as we've seen with Deflategate, this has gone on, now, gone on now for months, and people are still polarized. You still see people um, in Logan Airport or at Fenway Park or uh, walking around the streets of Boston wearing free Brady T-shirts. Uh, and, you know, that doesn't seem like it's going to stop anytime soon. Do you see any at the hand of a plane? Any free Brady T-shirts up there? You know, they haven't come here, but uh, when they were selling them in, in the airport, I was, I was really struck by, uh, by how powerful a, a force uh, this is. Um, you know, it, it's, it's quite a fascinating thing. You know, one, one thing I could add that might be interesting to your audience, too, is that we found that not just that uh, Patriots fans were more likely to, to endorse these uh, conspiracies against Brady and that the more knowledgeable and interested people were even more likely to endorse them, but that people who believed in political conspiracies were actually more likely to endorse sports conspiracies, too. So there may also be something there where people are just prone, certain people are prone to believe in conspiracy theories across domains, whether it's politics or sports or something else. They may be especially predisposed to believe in these kinds of claims. Well, you know, uh, the, the flip side of that was struck me is that uh, the people closest uh, to professional football, in particular players and coaches, seem the most willing to, to sort of embrace the conspiracy theories but uh, uh, on the side of the Patriots did it. Of course, they did it. And, you know, a number of quarterbacks who really had no dog in the fight came out and had no compunction about saying, including Troy Aikman, that of course he did it. Uh, did you find that interesting? And what do you think it says about the, the guys maybe the most likely to know about this? almost to a man said he did it. Yeah, no, it is interesting. And, uh, you know, I don't, I don't know what they know about the practices in the NFL and what people try to get away with. Uh, I would have loved to have them in our study and, and to see uh, what they think. You know, sometimes it's, it, it is helpful to see what experts think. And those are the experts here, right? They're the people who've, who've seen NFL teams get ready for games 
um, who know how equipment managers handle balls and all of those kinds of things that I don't know much about and neither do most fans. So that is credible. Um, you know, at the same time, there's so much conflicting and contradictory evidence. It's just very hard to sort through. So, you know, to be clear, when I say these are conspiracy theories, they're not claims often that we can say definitively one way or the other what the truth is, right? So we basically tested, did people think the NFL was conspiring to punish Brady to distract people from their own public relations problems, or were the Patriots and Brady conspiring to deflate the balls, both of which you can describe as conspiracy theories, neither of which we can fully rule out based on the available evidence, right? There's just, it's just murky, right? So people kind of come down where they come down and, and, and the evidence, you know, the debate goes on, right? There was just that big story about the engineering firm that did the, some of the technical investigation for the NFL and, and their perspective on the whole thing. So it's, it's, been, it's been an incredible saga. And, uh, you know, when Brady takes the field again, maybe it'll bring it to a close, but we'll have to see. We're speaking with Dartmouth College Professor Brendan Nyhan, one of the authors of a recent study on Deflategate, Professor Nyhan. I understand that people's opinions on Brady might influence their perception of the facts, but you mentioned the polarization. The three of us have covered the NFL over 110 years, and we're polarized. Those two believe he did it. I believe very strongly didn't. We won't agree on that. What I don't understand, however, is how could anyone think a federal judge overturned his original suspension, Judge Richard Berman, because of Brady's fame and wealth? I don't get that. Is that what we think of our judicial system today? People, uh, people are very suspicious of, of, of the powerful, right? And they think that sometimes it, the, uh, the elite uh, play by their own rules, right? So, yeah, this was, this was a conspiracy that we took straight out of a, an online comment uh, when that, that judge uh, made the ruling, right? And he was later cited at some sort of party with Robert Kraft, and that set all the conspiracy theorists going again. Um, yeah, no, I, I agree. I mean, that's, you know, as a political scientist, it's troubling to me if people have that little confidence in our legal system. I certainly don't know of any evidence to suggest that's the case. But, uh, you know, again, if you are, are, are predisposed to, uh, to think that conspiracies are going on all around us, maybe that sounds plausible. Think so of two is- words, Judge Ito. <laughs> now that is an old school reference um, all, all of your 20 something listeners are, are, are frantically googling right now Good. Yeah, to find out who that is but, that would be um, both of them <laughs> <laughs> hey Professor Nyan thanks so much for joining us and you know what as, as Dartmouth grad I've got one last question for you could you please fix that Dartmouth defense before Harvard comes to town <laughs> Hey, you know, they're off to a good start. This is supposed to be a rebuilding year, so yeah, uh, yeah, the hopes are high, but yeah. thank we'll you. see. Thanks there lot, you guys. go. The band's coming through. There you go. Thank you so much, Professor Nyan. My pleasure. That was Dartmouth College <laughs> Professor Brendan Nyan uh, on Deflategate. That's right. There's the Dartmouth band. Up next. That's, that's the only college band, band with a walls. cello. <laughs> this is the Talk of Fame Network. Here's something to feel good about from Centrum Silver. Vitamin D was discovered in the age of dancing. The Roaring Twenties, right on cue, because vitamin D plays an essential role in supporting strong bones and muscles. And just as dance moves have evolved, so is the importance of vitamin D. That's why Centrum Silver upgraded to our highest level of vitamin D3 ever. (laughs) Hey, wanna dance? Centrum Silver, something to definitely feel good about. 
Hey, Lucy, you're the CFO of this company. That's why you pay me. We need a better way to manage our expenses. Concur. Automated expense reports. Concur. Faster invoice processing. Timely financial data. A whole system that helps us make better decisions around how we spend our money. Concur. While I appreciate your enthusiasm, I'm actually looking for ideas, not agreement. That's why we're getting Concur for expense, travel, and invoice. Everything you described scaled perfectly to our business, and it's surprisingly cost-effective. Lucy, you're a genius. I concur. Expense, travel, invoice. Learn more at concur.com. Geico presents a voicemail from your friend, Electricity. Hey, it's me, Electricity, so I'll keep this short. <laughs> Get it? Never mind. Anyway, I just want to make sure you're not, like, still mad at me about that electrical fire in your kitchen. I mean, obviously you're not, but I'm just checking to make sure. It's no big deal if you are. It's not like you're asking me to pay for the damage. <laughs> right? Electricity won't pay for an electrical fire. Luckily, the GEICO Insurance Agency makes getting coverage a snap. Visit GEICO.com to see how affordable renter's insurance can be. Go from tank to tankless. Make the right play by choosing Renai Tankless Water Heaters. Get yourself out of hot water at home by choosing the best water heating solution available. Why don't you tell us about the last time you were in hot water with your significant other? Visit GetHotWater.com to submit your story for a chance to be a part of our weekly giveaway for football tickets. Grand prize winners will have a chance to win a pair of playoff tickets and a Renai water heater. Visit Renai.us for more information about their innovative products. This is the Talk of Fame Network on SB Nation Radio. Here are your Hall of Fame voters, Ron Borges, Rick Gosselin, and Clark Judge. Hey, Ron Borges. Yes. you have any idea what it means when Geico says just 15 minutes can save you 15% or more on car insurance? Means I'm a genius because 15 minutes ago I was on the phone saving money. Smart man, and now yes, everyone else means you should have gone to Geico.com 15 minutes ago. So go, go to Geico.com. Hey, our next guest is one of the NFL's all-time great ball hawks. That's Everson Walls, an undrafted college free agent out of Grambling. Everson went on to intercept 57 career passes, which is 12th best in NFL history, and he became one of only two players and the only cornerback to lead the NFL in interceptions three times. Yet as a four-time Pro Bowler and Super Bowl champ, he's never been a semifinalist, much less a finalist for the Pro Football Hall of Fame. Hard to believe? Imagine how he feels. And you know what? You're going to know because we have him with us today. Everson Walls, thanks for joining us. Appreciate you guys, man, giving me this... uh What's your beef section, right? Is that what that <laughs> yeah, that's right. I, I, that's right. what it I is. I got beef. I got beef, man. So, far okay, away, brothers. I want to. I want to see what you're talking about. Let's start with it. You you've been retired now for 24 years and have been eligible for the Hall for 19 of them. Yet your candidacy has never once been discussed by the Hall of Fame selection committee. What are the voters missing? You know, I, I think it's just a matter of uh, uh, age difference. You know, generation gap. I guess you might say. Uh, I don't think a lot of people really or as interested in uh, guys from my era. They're not really interested in their story unless you've seen their face plastered through, what, all these TV positions. Let's say, let's mention Howie Long. You know, a guy like Howie Long, I think he was a first-time ballot guy uh, who mm-hmm. made it He made it in. You look at another defensive lineman, I believe it was Dan Hampton with the Chicago Bears. I mean, his numbers weren't that great, but because his, Bears defense has been immortalized, then all you have to do is mention 85 Bears, and almost everyone's going to get a nod, at least a consideration. <laughs> you know, but with me, I don't know, my, my, my flame, it lit so briefly, I would imagine, that people seem to forget about it, except for 
maybe one or two plays, which uh, some are famous and some are infamous. That's one thing I wanted to ask you about, Everson. Do you think at all that you were hurt? This is kind of uh, going to sound ridiculous, but I'm famous for ridiculous questions. Uh, that play, you know, the Dwight Clark catch, you know, when you're sort of looking at him. And I remember you later saying, I'm going to see this for the next 50 years, that that play. We know what a great player you were, but like you said, a lot of people, that's young people, that's all they've seen is, you know, that catch and, and, and you in a corner. Do you think at all that that has impacted uh, or at least allowed people to kind of forget all the great things that you did? Well, uh, first of all, I was wrong about that statement. I should have said 60 years. <laughs> and so that that's one thing I, I want to apologize about. The other thing is, uh, you know, when you talk about that play, I have to believe that when you look at that play, then you, you look at who's affiliated with that play. When you think of the Hail Mary, you think of Roger throwing it, you think of, of Drew catching it. No one ever thinks about Nate Wright, you know. <laughs> no one Except for Drew Pearson. Nate Wright. <laughs> right, yeah, right. yeah. Yeah, yeah, and then Nate comes on on a radio show out here in Dallas one time. All he talks about is how he thought Drew uh, pushed off, which pissed me off and pissed Drew off because as a Cowboy fan, there's no way he pushed off. That play, I would have to say, uh, as much as it's been plastered across the, the airwaves, I was even watching the game this weekend. Uh, there were no Cowboys, no 49ers anywhere around this particular game. It was an early game this past Sunday. And I think they were talking about Vince Scully. I had the volume down, and all of a sudden the catch comes on. I mean, it was like <laughs> Baltimore versus the Raiders. How that was even uh, affiliated, I don't know. But I think it was a Vince Scully call. It was. And so when you start thinking about uh, how everyone loved the 49ers at the time, everybody really didn't like the Cowboys. Then I, I always throw Chris Berman under the bus because he was a 49er local, I think. And, uh, boy, he loves putting that thing up on, on TV. And who can, hate, who can hate Chris Berman for doing that? You know what I mean? I can't say, hey, Chris, you're pissing me off. You know, because, you know, Chris is a great guy, but he loves that place so much. I think the entire country has fallen in love with that place, especially because he was there. So I, I blame Chris. <laughs> We're speaking with former defensive back and Chris Berman buddy, Everson Walls, on the Talk of Fame <laughs> Network. And you can find us at talkoffamenetwork.com or on Twitter at talkoffamenet. And, Everson, uh, let's cut to the chase. Do you feel you belong in the Hall of Fame? Yeah, yeah, I really do. Uh, right. I look at uh, some of the numbers the guys have. Uh, I, I, I always kind of feel hesitant to put my name out there with these guys that I have idolized you know, my entire career. I mean, I've got more interceptions. Or as many as a Mel Blunt, uh, Lim Barney. I mean, even the, the the great Mel Renfro, who I grew up idolizing here in Dallas. You know, those guys. My numbers match those guys when it comes to the numbers. When it comes to team situation, uh, if you just look at my story, I've gone from the Cowboys to what, the worst team in the league, and I go straight to the Giants, lead that team in interceptions, and we win a Super Bowl. So let's stop talking about individual stats. Let's talk about what you're in the game for, and that's to win the Super Bowl. Got that done. Not just did. I wasn't one of those guys riding the bench, you know, just hoping to get a, a ring while I motivate other guys to, to play, do their job. I was instrumental. I was an integral part of that defense, the number one defense in the NFL. One of the best defenses, really, in NFL history when you look at the numbers. And so you can look at numbers all you want. You can look at individual stories all you want. You can look at overcoming – uh, adversity all you want, you, you got me. That's, that's me, and, and, and all in one package. How about that? That's my pitch. Well, you know, in that regard, uh, Everson, I, I remember, actually remember this. When you were a rookie, 
uh, and you came into Dallas and you started, and the quarterbacks were, you know, decided they were going to pick on you, and you decided you were going to just keep picking them off uh, 11 times to lead the league. And I remember at one point in that season watching a game, and literally, I can remember it, and a guy said, well, you know, he, he just outruns his mistakes. He makes a lot of mistakes, but he outruns his mistakes. And I remember thinking, what are you talking about? He's intercepting passes. Did you hear that kind of stuff, and did you sort of boggle your mind a little bit? You know, what are they talking about? I mean, they're making a play. Or I'm not making a play, and you made a lot of plays. Well, yeah, once again, it, it was all about, you know, everyone wants to justify why I was not signed. I recall, you know, you, as you watch games, uh, you can tell that the commentators have to follow a certain narrative that they've agreed on from the beginning of the production meetings and things of that nature. And with the Cowboys, it was always about the young secondary and how horrible we were as a secondary. Forget the fact that as, as a team, we led the league in interceptions several times. Forget the fact that I was able to do it as an individual several times. Forget the fact that we played behind a, a flex defense that Tom Landry invented to stop the run, and therefore the defensive backs, we were simply uh, slaughters, a uh, lamb led out to slaughter. We were the sacrificial lambs of that defense because it was, always known that it was made to stop the run. So what do you do? Guys like Joe Theismann, guys like Jaworski, guys like Phil Sims, they're going to audible when they see us in the flex front. And when that happens, they know how to isolate a defensive back in the flex defense to go from a zone to a man-to-man, which is what I did my entire career with the Dallas Cowboys. I was not supposed to get interceptions. No DB was supposed to get interceptions in the flex defense because it was made to stop the run. Consequently, when I started making those plays, I got all these nicknames from my fellow teammates. Charlie Waters, I think, called me a Martian. Dennis Thurman <laughs> called me Superman because we're not supposed to make plays on first and ten with an audible and a play-action pass. I was too ignorant to know that, and I was too hungry and too angry about not being drafted to give a damn. And that's how I played my entire career, and that's the way I look at these games these days. I'll bet you the Dallas Cowboys wish they had somebody that was making freaking 11 interceptions right now. Okay. Take that with you. Take that with you. Oh, man. Everson, thanks so much. I agree with you. Thanks for the time. And, and best of luck with your Hall of Fame candidacy, as Goose has told you, really does deserve discussion. I appreciate discussion. you guys, man. I enjoyed myself. I feel like Obama after his first term when everybody was peppering him with questions and he was shooting them down. This is what I feel like. I feel victorious. If I don't get the Hall of Fame, I will look back on this interview and say, thanks, Rick, and all you guys, man. <laughs> Thank you, Everson. Thanks so much. Thanks, Everson. Thanks, Everson. Thank you. That was former cornerback Everson Walls and stand-up comedian Everson Walls. Up next, why former wide receiver Lionel Taylor belongs in Canton. You're listening to the Talk of Fame Network. Now, the reminder that the Talk of Fame Network is brought to you by Geico Insurance, where 15 minutes can save you 15% or more on car insurance. Here's something to feel good about from Centrum Silver. Vitamin D was discovered in the age of dancing, the Roaring Twenties. Right on cue, because vitamin D plays an essential role in supporting strong bones and muscles. And just as dance moves have evolved, so is the importance of vitamin D. That's why Centrum Silver upgraded to our highest level of vitamin D3 ever. (laughs) Hey, want to dance? Centrum Silver, something to definitely feel good about. 
Go from tank to tankless. Make the right play by choosing Renai Tankless Water Heaters. Get yourself out of hot water at home by choosing the best water heating solution available. Why don't you tell us about the last time you were in hot water with your significant other? Visit GetHotWater.com to submit your story for a chance to be a part of our weekly giveaway for football tickets. Grand prize winners will have a chance to win a pair of playoff tickets and a Renai water heater. Visit Renai.us for more information about their innovative products. Burger King presents Breakfast Stories. Today's story, Bob and the two for four dollar croissant. So here's a doozy. I'm eating my two croissant for four dollars, you know, and this lady comes over making big moon eyes. And I'm like, keep your paws off my other croissant, ma'am. Great story, Bob. Thick cut bacon and eggs on a flaky croissant. Hey, this is not breakfast. This is a Burger King breakfast. Get two croissant sandwiches now for just four dollars. Only a Burger King. Price participation varied. All right, people, let's start the meeting off with a round of quick-fire questions, shall we? Whoever gets the most correct answers gets tomorrow off. First question, what's the most efficient way to manage our expenses? Concur. How can you capture invoices electronically and manage approvals from anywhere? Concur. Last question, by switching to blank, we now have the tools that give us full visibility into company spending, which helps our bottom line. Concur. Bob, very impressive. You get tomorrow off. But tomorrow's Saturday. You get tomorrow off, Bob. Thank you. Expense, travel, invoice. Learn more at concur.com. This is the Talk of Fame Network on SB Nation Radio. Here are your Hall of Fame voters, Ron Borges, Rick Goslin, and Clark Judge. Talk of Fame Network sponsored by GEICO, where just 15 minutes can save you 15% or more on car insurance. For more details, go to GEICO.com. Probably should have gone 15 minutes ago. You guys, I don't know if you realize it, uh, but this weekend we have a Hall of Fame event going on in California. It's not a Raiders game, Ron. It's a long-awaited desert trip, sometimes called Coachella, sometimes called Old Chella in El Indio. And it features big acts galore from the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. On Friday, we've got the Stones and Bob Dylan. On Saturday, McCartney and Neil Young. And on Sunday, Roger Waters and one of my favorite bands, The Who. So, Goose, question. Bigger event this weekend. Old Chella or Tom Brady? Oh, the only thing that could spoil Coachella is an appearance by the Cleveland Browns. So Coachella has a far better marquee than Patriots Browns. <laughs> so Ronnie, you're going to see Brady, but which one of these acts would you go to see? Look, anything that allows me to avoid Cleveland and avoid <laughs> watching the Brownies and also gets to, me to California, lock of the century. Here I <laughs> we come. Just, we just lost our Cleveland affiliates. <laughs> hey, Goose, Love Cleveland about, now that I think about it. Cleveland rocks. Hey, yeah. Goose, how about you? Any band here you want to see? Act. I can see for miles, so give there me the you go. My Ooh, man. Very much. Who's Who's the I love it. You know, the who, the, the, the what? Yeah, the who. The who is my seven, second favorite band to the Beatles, of course, Ron. And, and, you know, when I first saw them, Ron, it was in a club on Lansdowne Street. You probably remember it called the Boston Tea Party right beyond sure. uh, the left field wall in Fenway. And that was in 1969, November 1969, and they blew the roof off the building. But um, you know what? I, I'd give a week. I, I feel so good about this concert. I'd give a week of your salary, Ron to see Paul McCartney. And the reason, like the quarterback you cover, he's the best at Jacoby Brissett? <laughs> oh, my. Uh, as I said, McCartney's in the Hall of Fame. You all know that. But someone Ron writes about on our website this week, talkoffamenetwork.com, he's not. And that's former Denver wide receiver Lionel Taylor. And Ron is here to tell us why he thinks that just is not right. Hit it, Ron. Well, fellas, if you lead professional football in receiving six straight seasons, would you not be correct in assuming your name would come up at some point in a discussion of your Hall of Fame worthiness? Well, tell that to Lionel Taylor. 
Lionel Taylor may be one of the most remarkable football players in the game's history. He not only led the AFL in receptions each of his first six seasons in the league, he did so after beginning his professional career as a linebacker for the Chicago Bears in 1959. Taylor had been an all-conference wide receiver at New Mexico Highlands, but George Hallis, clearly in need of adjusting his glasses, saw him as a monster of the midway. Instead, he left for Denver the next year and became monster of the middle of the field. He wasted no time improving his medal. That first season, 1960, he had 92 catches for 1,235 yards and 12 touchdowns, and the next year became the first receiver in pro football history with 100 receptions, and he did it in 14 games. He went on to become a three-time AFL All-Star as well as a member of the all-time AFL team. By the end of his nine-year career, he had posted four seasons with over 1,000 receiving yards and averaged a remarkable 84.7 receptions a year in his first six seasons in Denver, which at the time was the highest six-year total in pro football history. Yet Lionel Taylor has never been considered for the Pro Football Hall of Fame. The argument against him is that he did these remarkable things in the early days of the AFL, a bomb thrower's league with, some said, questionable defense. Well, one can debate that all day long, but the fact is Lionel Taylor was doing what few others were, were doing in either league, and he did it consistently for six straight seasons. In 1965, he had 85 receptions for 1,131 yards. That was his final great season for age and the wear and tear of being the Broncos' chief target began to break him down. He finished his career with two injury-riddled seasons in Houston before retiring following the 1968 season. Now, 48 years after his retirement, he still ranks third all-time among Bronco receivers with 567 receptions. Bait all day about the AFL. But to say that Lionel Taylor doesn't deserve his day in court in the Hall of Fame is insane. Hey, Ron, let's put Taylor's feats into context. On a scale of 1 to 10, how would you rate the DBs of the NFL in the 60s, and how would you rate the DBs of the AFL in the 60s? Well, it's an interesting question, and it's very difficult to quantify, as, as I'm sure you know. But I did do some research on this. And of the uh, 14 teams in the NFL, they had uh, what, what's, uh, 56 defensive backs. 15 were, were black players. So I'd say, well, whoever was covering them weren't as good as the guys who were covering them in the AFL like Willie Brown. Uh, so I, th I think that's been a myth, especially on the back end. You know, I think they're better pass rushes in those days in the, in the NFL. But overall... I think he beat a lot of good defensive backs. That's the two-minute warning. Well, that is the two-minute warning, which means that we're almost out of time. So we're going to go to the two-minute drill. Ron, you're going to ask this week's questions. Derek Burns, our producer, is on the clock. Ron, you ready? Let's go. Okay. What is on Tom Brady's mind Sunday in Cleveland? Saturday night in the flats. Italy, sunbathing au naturel with Giselle. What was Ron Rivera thinking putting rookie corners in man coverage on Julio Jones? He's thinking his GM should have kept the franchise tag on Josh Norman. Yeah, he's thinking how much he missed. Yeah, Josh Norman. Speaking of which, what's wrong with the Panthers? Super Bowl syndrome or overrated expectations? Super Bowl hangover. You lose that game, it's tough to get back. Not enough defense, running, or cam. Three strikes, and you're out. Has the Paxton Lynch era begun in Denver? Not with Trevor Simeon sitting there 4-0 with twice as many touchdowns as interceptions. Yes, it has. And it ends once Trevor Simeon is cleared to play. My pal Rex Ryan made Bill Belichick break his computer tablet on the sidelines. Is Rex in Bill's head? Rex would like to think so, but Belichick has greater concerns than the Bills. Is Rex in Bill's head? No, you are, Ron. Are the Rams for real? I feel better about them when they had Roman Gabriel quarterback and the fearsome foursome up front. Yeah, they are. I love those Ram trucks. Great in the snow. <laughs> <laughs> Is Case Keenum for real? 
He is if Jared Goff is your option. I'm sorry, who? What has happened to the Arizona Cardinals? They have reverted to form and become once again the Cardinals. They flew south for the winter. Are taunting penalties being overdone these days? Penalties in general are being overdone. A season high 2,000 yards in penalties last week. No, they're not. But Tom Brady's suspensions are. Why are our TV ratings down a month into the season? We're all tired of watching officials throw yellow flags and then huddle. Because not all gamblers are back from vacation. Will the Brownies have their highest rated TV appearance in a decade on Sunday? Decade? Maybe their highest since the 1964 NFL title game. <laughs> I'm with you, Goose. No. They're going to have their highest rated appearance ever. Is Andrew Luck part of the problem in Indianapolis, or is it the cast-offs around him? Defenses have scored four times on Luck turnovers, returning two interceptions, two fumbles. He ought to look in the mirror. It's the cast-offs. He has less protection than Kim Kardashian. What's with that whistle? <laughs> he blew you up. Did the Raiders and Seahawks put on rest, uh, put to rest the claim that West Coast teams can't win on the East Coast? Not so fast. Where do the Niners and Chargers head east before you reach any conclusions? Uh, no, I'm with you on that one, Goose. The Raiders can win anywhere but Oakland and Seattle. Two words for Iran: Amish rifle. <laughs> that is the end of our first hour, but stay where you are. We have our residential or vice-residential debate coming up along with Jim Fossil and Leroy Glover. You're listening to the Talk of Fame Network. Now, the reminder that the Talk of Fame Network is brought to you by Geico Insurance, where 15 minutes can save you 15% or more on car insurance. For more details, go to geico.com. Here's something to feel good about from Centrum Silver. Vitamin D was discovered in the age of dancing, the roaring 20s. Right on cue, because vitamin D plays an essential role in supporting strong bones and muscles. And just as dance moves have evolved, so is the importance of vitamin D. That's why Centrum Silver upgraded to our highest level of vitamin D3 ever. <laughs> hey, want to dance? Centrum Silver, something to definitely feel good about. Go from tank to tankless. Make the right play by choosing Renai Tankless Water Heaters. Get yourself out of hot water at home by choosing the best water heating solution available. Why don't you tell us about the last time you were in hot water with your significant other? Visit GetHotWater.com to submit your story for a chance to be a part of our weekly giveaway for football tickets. Grand prize winners will have a chance to win a pair of playoff tickets and a Renai water heater. Visit Renai.us for more information about their innovative products. I'm Jay Farner, president of Quicken Loans. Recently, mortgage rates have dropped to the second lowest level in history. The rate today on a 30-year fixed-rate mortgage is all the way down to 3.5%, APR 3.57%. It's a great time to refinance with Quicken Loans and save hundreds every month. So lock in this ultra-low rate before it goes back up. Call 800-QUICKEN. That's 800-QUICKEN. Call for cost information and conditions. Equal housing lender. Licensed in all 50 states. NMLSConsumeraccess.org, number 3030. Hey, Lucy, you're the CFO of this company. That's why you pay me. We need a better way to manage our expenses. Concur. Automated expense reports. Concur. Faster invoice processing. Timely financial data. A whole system that helps us make better decisions around how we spend our money. Concur. While I appreciate your enthusiasm, I'm actually looking for ideas, not agreement. That's why we're getting Concur for expense, travel, and invoice. Everything you described scaled perfectly to our business, and it's surprisingly cost-effective. Lucy, you're a genius. I concur. Concur. Expense, travel, invoice. Learn more at concur.com. This is the Talk of Fame Network on SB Nation Radio. Here are your Hall of Fame voters, Ron Borges, Rick Gosselin, and Clark Judge. When you start telling me, it doesn't matter. 
Dude, Todd, get out. Welcome back to hour number two of the Talk of Fame Network. In the next 60 minutes, you're going to be hearing from former defensive tackle Leroy Glover, who, for some reason, was left off the Hall of Fame's list of 94 modern-era candidates for the class of 2017. That's something we still don't get. Uh, we're also going to hear from our longtime friend Jim Fossil and get his take on quarterbacks in general and Tom Brady in particular. I know you're looking forward to that, Ron. Goose? Yeah, miss it. I know. You're our local historian, Goose Man. That's why we call you Dr. Data. Uh, you remember when Jim Fossil played quarterback? Do I ever. The Bears took him in the seventh round of the 1972 draft, four rounds ahead of Jefferson Street, Joe Gilliam, and six rounds ahead of Brian Seipp. He didn't make the Bears, but did play a part of the season with the Hawaiians of the Old World Football League. His claim to fame? He threw the final pass in WFL history in 1974. Wow. League folded three days later. He wow. killed the league. <laughs> Goose, maybe the Bears could use him today. <laughs> well, first, uh, we're going to get to what I call our vice residential debate. Uh, we, we couldn't make it to Longwood University, but we did get the band, and we did get availability from the Renai studio. Yes, our first vice residential debate featuring Messrs. Goslin and Borges. Goose, Ron, you know, the rules are simple. Each respondent has 45 seconds to answer a question, after which his opponent has 30 seconds to rebut his answer, and after that, first respondent has 20 seconds to close or summarize. And guys, warning, if you don't, Derek, you can show them what they can expect. That's it. The all-famous buzzer. Got it? Okay. Before we get started, Derek, uh, could you do me a favor and ask Ron to remove that free Brady t-shirt? Uh, I think it's distracting, Goose. We want Tom. Oh, yeah, we all want him. Okay, here we go, Goose. You're first up. Frank Gore last week, running back Frank Gore, passed Hall of Famers Marcus Allen and Marshall Falk and Hall of Fame finalist Edron James for 10th on the career rushing list. Now, everyone ahead of him is in the hall except for LaDainian Tomlinson. He's the fifth-ranked uh, all-time rusher. And he should go in next year with the class of 2017. So tell me, Goose, why Frank Gore should not be a virtual slam dunk for Canton when he comes up. When I considered any candidate, I asked myself, was he one of the three best players at his position during his era? At running back during the Gore era, there's LaDainian Tomlinson. There's Adrian Peterson. Then you get into the Steven Jacksons, Marshawn Lynch's, Chris Johnson's, LaShawn McCoy's, and Frank Gore's. Johnson had a 2,000-yard season, and both he and McCoy won rushing titles. Lynch won a Super Bowl and had been that beast mode thing going. So Gore really had no distinguishing traits in his career except the yardage. No rushing titles, no rings, no records. This one is going to be a tough sell. No distinguishing traits. My goodness, what are you talking about? Uh, look, I understand how people would skip over him initially uh, for the reasons you suggest. However, he's rushed for over 1,000 yards eight times. He's gone to five Pro Bowls. And here's what counts the most to me, Dr. Detta. He's one of only three backs to have over 200 carries nine times and average four yards a carry in each one of those seasons. Who were the other two? Jim Brown, the greatest runner who ever lived, and Barry Sanders, who had he not played in Detroit, might have been a great player. Rick Caceres went to five Pro Bowls. Keith Lincoln went to five Pro Bowls. Ricky Waters went to five Pro Bowls. Put him in! 
<laughs> okay, Ron, let's put everybody with an offensive stat, because I know you're an offensive guy. <laughs> let's rush him on in. Forget about defense. Ron wants offense. They couldn't Ron. tackle him. Ron, I thought Usain Bolt or Jesse Owens were the greatest writers who ever lived. Hey, uh, Ron, uh, there's more. a moderator who ever got buzzed. There <laughs> <laughs> was a moderator, yeah. Should be buzzed here. I feel like getting buzzed. Hey, there was more I evidence this week, do. Ron. Yes. <laughs> Odell Beckham Jr., a guy I asked you about last week. He can't control his emotions, and it's hurting his team. And you know what? Eli Manning said as much when he said he's got to play smart after he didn't Monday night. Ben McAdoo, if you know, called him out last week. Didn't work. So now what? Well, it's all well and good to distract the other team, and it's all well and good to distract the public with the fantastic one-hand catches. Uh, but when you begin to distract your own teammates and your coach, well, hello, T.O. Uh, you know, <laughs> Beckham seems like someone who got too much too soon, and he couldn't handle it. He thinks and acts like the game is only about him. What the Giants need to do in a hurry, in my mind, is to remind him that it isn't, and there's only one way to do it. You sit him down, and you sit him down for an entire game. And if he needs two games, you sit him down for two games. And then you turn to him and say, son, what do you want to do? Play football or yap your mouth? Good luck, Dr. Disciplinarian. <laughs> the <laughs> Mr. Players, tough guy. The players at this position have historically been divas. Ron, Chad Johnson, T.O., Keyshawn Johnson. Now you got Odell Beckham and Des Bryant. Their talent keeps them on the field, and because of that talent, you're reluctant to remove them from the field. By and large, you know what you're getting when you draft them. These are your players. You got to live with it. Well, or you can die with it, which is what, which is what happens to them. Uh, the guy is, I understand what you're saying. They pop off. They do this. They that. They dance on the star. Somebody knocks them down. All that sort of stuff. Okay, I get it. But when you begin to distract your own teammates and you're getting called out by your quarterback, I, I think that something's got to be done, and something's got to be done fast. Hey, Gooseman, get your popcorn ready. You're next. Carolina Panthers, they were the defending NFC champs, and they were supposed to circle the bases in the NFC South, except they're not. They're 1-3, lost four of their last six regular season games, and they have a quarterback now as the reigning MVP, Cam Newton, who's out with a concussion. How concerned should Panthers fans be? Hey, it's been a good run. Three consecutive NFC South titles, but all good things must come to an end. There's the inevitable Super Bowl hangover when you lose, and now the entry to Newton. Panther fans should be very concerned. You know, without Newton, the Panthers should be able to win with defense as the Broncos are done without Manning. But after watching Matt Ryan throw for 500 yards last week against them, this was supposed to be an elite defense. The Panthers are in trouble, and it might not be the wisest of moves. Good use of the horn there. Uh, look, I agree they are in trouble, and, and one of the reasons I think they're in trouble is their coach, Ron Rivera, of all people. Uh, who I uh, like a lot, but it looks to me like he's starting to crack. Uh, I mean, a fish rots from the head, and his decision to put rookies in single coverage against Julio Jones uh, and then come out after a loss like that and tell the media he didn't ask about Cam Newton's concussion so he wouldn't have to answer their questions tells me he's losing control of the situation and maybe himself. His problem is not questions in the media. It's questionable calls on defense and a questionable line that can't protect his quarterback on offense. He needs to not only do his job, but remember what his job is. <laughs> Wow, that's a mouthful. I think. Um, <laughs> Thank you very much. <laughs> I think they, they took a huge step back with the Super Bowl. I think they started doubting themselves that day against the Broncos. They got taken apart by the Broncos. And I think this team may have looked good on paper going into the year, but there were self-doubts, and those self-doubts are all showing up now. Ron Borges, Rams are 3-1. and one. Your Raiders are 3-1. and one. Falcons are 3-1. and one. Texans and Gooses Cowboys are 3-1. and one. So which of those yeah. teams is the most legit and why? Oh, please, the Raiders. What are you, crazy? 
Ah, play the song. I love this song. Look, they've won three road games, including last Sunday against uh, Baltimore, which is supposed to be a playoff contender. They have a young quarterback in Derek Carr who's becoming a leader and a defense that will slap you around. And best, they have two division games at home now against the struggling Chargers in Kansas City before they go to Jacksonville and Tampa on the road. Hey, wait a minute. I thought you didn't have to go coast-to-coast two weeks in a row. Oh, I forgot. It's the Raiders. You can screw them. Hey, only Houston of that group plays any defense, and now the Texans are without their best defensive player with J.J. Watt gone for the year. That leaves offense. So who has the best offense? Clearly the Falcons, who can throw it with the best of them with Matt Ryan and Julio Jones, and also going to run it with Devontae Freeman. The Falcons also had the clearest path to the postseason with a two-game lead in the division after just a month. I do like the Raiders, but they still have the Broncos and the NFC's best defense sitting ahead of them. In the this is the year of the Raiders. They've faced three of those 10 a.m. wake-up calls for their West Coast bodies, won all, all three of those games. They're, they're perfectly set up what's coming up in the next four weeks, and then they play the Broncos. As long as they, they can deal with going to Jacksonville and going with Tampa, I think they come and they beat the Broncos and declare themselves that the Raiders are back. Just win, baby, even though the league is trying to screw you with a schedule. Okay, Goose, man, you get to close. We have Leroy Glover up next, as I said. Not including the Hall of Fame's list of 94 moderneering candidates for the class of 2017. So forget that preliminary list. Tell me why he shouldn't be included in the Hall's 25 semifinalists for the class of 2017. Well, nose tackles can't get any love, which is why Curly Culp waited 27 years to finally have his case heard. Yeah, Glover should be on this list, without question. Uh, just because he played defense, didn't have stats, doesn't mean he wasn't a Hall of Fame caliber player. Well, I always hate to agree to, with the Gooseman, but sometimes he's right. This is this would be one of those times. Look, I mean, the guy was a dominant player on a dominant defense. You know, if you know anything about football and watched him, uh, you, you know how much he had to do with their success. But he's a victim of numbers. There's no question about it. We've become a numbers society, you know. And if you have big enough numbers, you don't even have to pay taxes, which is a, a story for another day, isn't it? <laughs> Thank you, gentlemen, and we will see you next week when we resume our residential debates and after Ron pays his taxes. Up next, we have Leroy Glover. Yes, Leroy Glover is going to be with us, and you'll hear what he has to say about his Hall of Fame chances. You're listening to the Talk of Fame Network. Now, the reminder that the Talk of Fame Network is brought to you by Geico Insurance, where 15 minutes can save you 15% or more on car insurance. For more details, go to geico.com. Go from tank to tankless. Make the right play by choosing Renai Tankless Water Heaters. Get yourself out of hot water at home by choosing the best water heating solution available. Why don't you tell us about the last time you were in hot water with your significant other? Visit GetHotWater.com to submit your story for a chance to be a part of our weekly giveaway for football tickets. Grand prize winners will have a chance to win a pair of playoff tickets and a Renai Water Heater. Visit Renai.us for more information about their innovative products. This is your brain on drugs. Any questions? Um, yeah, I have questions. Prescription drugs aren't as bad as street drugs, right? Weed's legal, isn't it? Drinking is worse than smoking weed, isn't it? Why is heroin so addictive? Molly just makes you feel happy. I have questions. Mom? Dad, did you ever try drugs? They're going to ask. Be ready. Go to drugfree.org. A message from Partnership for Drug-Free Kids. Any Jane Doe can tell you that Geico could help you save. But since money talks, we just ask the savings instead. Greetings and sun salutations. I'm Jane's Money, and I never knew my self-worth until Jane switched her car insurance at Geico.com. Those 15 minutes built me up to real savings. Geico's been helping customers save money like me for over 75 years. So take that to the bank. And namaste. 
Geico. 15 minutes could save you 15% or more on car insurance. All right, people, let's start the meeting off with a round of quick-fire questions, shall we? Whoever gets the most correct answers gets tomorrow off. First question, what's the most efficient way to manage our expenses? Concur. How can you capture invoices electronically and manage approvals from anywhere? Concur. Last question, by switching to blank, we now have the tools that give us full visibility into company spending, which helps our bottom line. Concur. Bob, very impressive. You get tomorrow off. But tomorrow's Saturday. You get tomorrow off, Bob. Thank you. Expense. Travel. Invoice. Learn more at concur.com. Hey, Lucy, you're the CFO of this company. That's why you pay me. We need a better way to manage our expenses. Concur. Automated expense reports. Concur. Faster invoice processing, timely financial data, a whole system that helps us make better decisions around how we spend our money. Concur. While I appreciate your enthusiasm, I'm actually looking for ideas, not agreement. That's why we're getting Concur for expense, travel, and invoice. Everything you described scaled perfectly to our business, and it's surprisingly cost-effective. Lucy, you're a genius. I concur. Expense, travel, invoice. Learn more at concur.com. Here's something to feel good about from Centrum Silver. Vitamin D was discovered in the age of dancing, the Roaring Twenties. Right on cue, because vitamin D plays an essential role in supporting strong bones and muscles. And just as dance moves have evolved, so is the importance of vitamin D. That's why Centrum Silver upgraded to our highest level of vitamin D3 ever. <laughs> hey, want to dance? Centrum Silver, something to definitely feel good about. This is the Talk of Fame Network on SB Nation Radio. Here are your Hall of Fame voters, Ron Borges. Cannot play with him. Rick Gosselin. Cannot win with him. And Clark Judge. Cannot coach with him. Can't do it. I want winners. Speaking of winners, the Talk of Fame Network is sponsored by GEICO, where just 15 minutes can save you 15% or more on car insurance. For more details, go to geico.com. You know what? Probably should have gone 15 minutes ago. Our next guest is one of the greatest nose tackles to line up in the NFL, Leroy Glover. Leroy Glover arrived in the league as a fifth-round draft pick of the Oakland Raiders and even spent a season in NFL Europe before becoming a six-time Pro Bowler, all-decade selection, and the 2000 NFL leader in sacks, as well as NFC Defensive Player of the Year. Now, that was 15 years ago, and no defensive tackles led the NFL in sacks since. In fact... Leroy and Hall of Famer John Randall, the only two tackles ever to lead the league in sacks. Leroy Glover, welcome to the show. Hey, guys. Thanks for having me. Leroy, you've been eligible for the Hall of Fame now for three years, but you've never been a semifinalist. In fact, you weren't even included in the preliminary list of 94 candidates this year. Could nose tackle be the most forgotten position in football? I don't know. I mean, there's still some some pretty phenomenal guys who, who have played the position who are still out there waiting for you know some form of recognition. And there's even better ones that are playing it now, you know, just trying to, to buy their time and become winners. I think, you know, it's a position that you typically don't always judge by statistics, you know, sacks and things of the nature. It's typically judged by how your entire team defensively does against the run, does against the pass, and some of those types of factors as well. So hopefully it's not a forgotten position. Curly Culp was, you know, widely regarded as the greatest nose tackle of all time, unless you talk to my friend Fritz Merlis, who says it was him. Uh, <laughs> it still took him, you know, 27 years to get into the Hall of Fame, uh, and then only, and then he currently only got in as a senior candidate. Do you ever think of the Hall of Fame, and do you understand how long a path it could be for a player who played at your position? Yeah, I think you know while you're playing, you don't. I don't. I did not think about it very much, but you know now, you know, talking to fans and just talking and interacting with people, you know, 
the name comes up, the name, the Hall of Fame does come up, you know, and, you know, to hear a guy like Curly Cope, who was a phenomenal football player, take him, you know, 27 years to get into the Pro Football Hall of Fame, I think it's a situation to where, you know, as long as you get in, you know, you can't determine it, you can't vote for yourself. You know, there's phenomenal uh, reporters out there who do the voting, and I know it's an extremely tough process, and it has to be a tough process for those guys who do get in, they relish in the opportunity. And so, you know, hopefully it's not forgotten. Uh, it's going to be a tough process, and, and hopefully, you know, I do get recognized for for the body of work that I've been able to put in for my 13-year career. We're speaking with former defensive tackle Leroy Glover on the Talk of Fame Network, and you can find us at talkoffamenetwork.com. And, Leroy, let's just cut to the chase. Do you think you belong in the Hall of Fame? I mean, if, if you had to stand in front of the group, would you say, you know what, this is why I belong? I think I do, quite honestly, and that's not being braggadocious or arrogant or anything like that. I just think, you know, once again, based upon – the body of work, you know, 13 NFL seasons, played it at a high level, never missed a game up until, you know, when I did start playing in my, my second year in the league, played 192 straight games, you know, for the for the position, being able to put up, you know, those types of numbers and, and rushing the quarterback and putting the quarterback on the ground. And then from a team standpoint as well, you know, effectively playing good team defense, you know, either in New Orleans or with the Dallas Cowboys as well. And so based upon, you know, those measurements, you know, I think I do stand, you know, right there toe-to-toe with some of those phenomenal football players who have been blessed to, to be enshrined in the Pro Football Hall of Fame. Laura, you had a, a nondescript rookie year with the Raiders, suiting up for only two games, so the Raiders sent you to the World League the next spring. You finished third in the league in sacks, made the all-world team, and won a championship. How important was that season in Barcelona in your development as a player? I think it was very important for exactly for what you just said, is the development, you know, an opportunity to go and, and actually play football at a high level, uh, to get seen on tape by all 32 teams, to play well, to win a championship, and to gain some confidence over this well, and then come back and, and you know really let my career sort of take off where the needle was pointing up and able to go on and do some phenomenal things in the National Football League. You know, relative to your job, uh, you know, you weren't a particularly big guy. That was a knock on you coming out of college, yet you moved into New Orleans starting lineup in 88 and uh, didn't miss a game, as you point out, for over uh, for the final 11 seasons uh, at a position where you're getting double teamed almost every play. So how did you survive all those games and all those years in the belly of the beast there and keep coming back the next week? Yeah, that's a, that's a difficult question. I mean, there's no real one reason why, you know, one of it, you're blessed and you're lucky just to be able to continue to come back day after day, week after week and year after year. I think a lot of that goes into the way that you take care of your body, what you're doing in the weight room, what you're doing from a conditioning standpoint. And because of the fact that I was released after my rookie season, that kind of triggered sort of a different motivation for me where, number one, I didn't want that to happen again. And then, two, I really didn't want to come off the field again. I wanted to try to maximize each and every opportunity that I was given throughout my NFL career. We're speaking with former defensive tackle Leroy Glover on the Talk of Fame Network. And, again, you can find us at thetalkoffamenetwork.com. And, Leroy, um, I'll be honest with you, the more we look at you and the more I hear about you, I I don't understand why you're not on a fast-forward track, at least to uh, semifinalists or finalists in the Hall of Fame. And so I guess I'll ask you this question. You could give the Hall of Fame selection committee a a tape of one game, one play, whatever, and say, judge me as a candidate based on this game. Which game would it be and, and why? Yeah, that's a that's a difficult question because you know as you guys will know it takes a it takes a body of work you know uh, I can go back to 1998 where you know my second season as a full time starter with the New Orleans Saints playing strictly nose guard and having 10 sacks for for my ball club you know fast forward to the year 2000 
where I put up 17 sacks, you know, which was a pretty remarkable year for me and for any defensive tackle for that matter. And then fast forward again to my years with the Dallas Cowboys. I think, you know, three of the four years in Dallas, our defense collectively was in the top five in total defense in the National Football League. But I think it would have to be one of those films and one of those tapes from the year 2000, maybe against maybe a team like the the St. Louis Rams or the Carolina Panthers or, or one of those teams that was a division rival. All right. John Randall's in the Hall of Fame, so are Cortez Kennedy and Warren Sapp. Yet none of those defensive tackles ever had a 17-sack season like you had in 2000. In fact, only one defensive tackle in NFL history ever had more sacks in a single season. Keith Millard of the Vikings with 18 in 1989. What went so right that season for you? Wow. I mean, that was a remarkable season. I think it was a collective defensive, collective effort. You know, guys like Joe Johnson, Norman Hand, and Darren Howard, the other guys in that front four with me. I mean, we were really on a mission that particular season. I think the, the one key ingredient was having a guy by the name of Norman Hand playing the nose tackle position. I mean, he was able to, if, if I got double teamed, he had success. If he got double teamed, I had success. And and that was pretty much the sum of it. You know, that collective front four, that group, we were able to do some phenomenal things. It's interesting because you're in the San Diego State Hall of Fame. You're in the Saints Hall of Fame. So you're in the Halls of Fame of the people who knew you best, who played with you, who spent the most time around you. So I'm just wondering, and we asked a lot of guys this, what would it mean to you to get the gold jacket that represents all Hall of Famers? That would be uh, something that may be difficult to put into words. I mean, it, it means it's, a, it's an accomplishment. It's an individual accomplishment, but it took a lot of great men to help me get there. I mean, it means that you're a part of the most solid, most special fraternity in all professional sports, in my opinion. And it means that it just takes you back to memories of, you know, little league football, high school football, college football, and moving forward to a lot of positive people that were put into your life to help you get to that point. So it would mean, it would mean the world to me. Leroy, we've, we're out of time, but I want to thank you so much for joining us. And you know what? Uh, I, mean, I think I speak for all of us. Here's hoping you make the Hall of Fame ballot next year. In fact, guys, I think it's up to us to make sure that happens. Well, guys, well, thank you for having me. Thank you for your support. And, uh, and hopefully uh, all these things do come true. So thank you once again. That was defensive tackle Leroy Glover. And Goose, he's a pretty attractive candidate. I mean, you, you think he's got any traction for the coming year, at least to make it to the preliminary list for 2018? Yeah, I will personally call the Hall of Fame and tell them to put Leroy Glover on the preliminary list along with a couple other players. You know, it, it's it's shameful that a guy of, of his caliber, an all-decade guy, doesn't get in, doesn't even get on the ballot. It, that'll change next year. He'll have some traction. Well, well, let's hope so. Anyway, up next, former coach Jim Fossil. He's going to assess this year's quarterbacks and Tom Brady. You're listening to the Talk of Fame Network. Go from tank to tankless. Make the right play by choosing Renai Tankless Water Heaters. Get yourself out of hot water at home by choosing the best water heating solution available. Why don't you tell us about the last time you were in hot water with your significant other? Visit GetHotWater.com to submit your story for a chance to be a part of our weekly giveaway for football tickets. Grand prize winners will have a chance to win a pair of playoff tickets and a Renai Water Heater. Visit Renai.us for more information about their innovative products. Here's something to feel good about from Centrum Silver. Vitamin D was discovered in the age of dancing, the Roaring Twenties. Right on cue, because vitamin D plays an essential role in supporting strong bones and muscles. And just as dance moves have evolved, so is the importance of vitamin D. That's why Centrum Silver upgraded to our highest level of vitamin D3 ever. (laughs) Hey, want to dance? Centrum Silver, something to definitely feel good about. 
right, people, let's start the meeting off with a round of quick-fire questions, shall we? Whoever gets the most correct answers gets tomorrow off. First question, what's the most efficient way to manage our expenses? Concur. How can you capture invoices electronically and manage approvals from anywhere? Concur. Last question, by switching to blank, we now have the tools that give us full visibility into company spending, which helps our bottom line. Concur. Bob, very impressive. You get tomorrow off. But tomorrow's Saturday. You get tomorrow off, Bob. Thank you. Expense. Travel. Invoice. Learn more at concur.com. I'm Jay Farner, president of Quicken Loans. Recently, mortgage rates have dropped to the second lowest level in history. The rate today on a 30-year fixed-rate mortgage is all the way down to 3.5%, APR 3.57%. It's a great time to refinance with Quicken Loans and save hundreds every month. So lock in this ultra-low rate before it goes back up. Call 800-QUICKEN. That's 800-QUICKEN. Call for cost information and conditions. Equal housing lender. Licensed in all 50 states. NMLSConsumeraccess.org, number 3030. This is the Talk of Fame Network on SB Nation Radio. Here are your Hall of Fame voters, Ron Borges, Rick Gosselin, and Clark Judge. You play to win the game. Just a reminder, the Talk of Fame Network is sponsored by GEICO, where just 15 minutes can save you 15% or more on car insurance. For more details, go to GEICO.com. You know something? Probably should have gone 15 minutes ago. Well, whenever we wonder what's going on in this league or what to expect next, we check in with our friend Jim Fossil, who is kind enough to join us again from the West Coast for what we call, guys, Fossil on Football. Jim, of course, was a Super Bowl coach who once played quarterback. He was drafted by the Chicago Bears, so he's perfectly suited to comment on some of the quarterbacks in the news today. And, Jim, I want to get started with a subject that we've dealt with some here today, and that's Tom Brady. Uh, he was in training camp this summer, but, of course, then he was suspended for four games. Now he's back. He's back at practice, and he's going to start Sunday. What should we reasonably expect from him? I think he'll just step back in and go. I mean, I really do. You know, Tom Brady is... You know, you think of players that have accomplished what he has accomplished. But you know what? He works out so hard year-round. I mean, he's down in Southern California working out all the time with a trainer. And not a quarterback coach, but a trainer. And, uh, you know, he's got so many years, I think, that he's going to lift the team up. All right, there's our leader. He's back. And I would be surprised if he didn't come in there with guns a-blazing and play well. Jim, four rookies have started a quarterback in the first month. Carson Wentz, Jacoby Brissett, Cody Kessler, and Dak Prescott. Three of them have won games, and two of them are unbeaten. Why are quarterbacks more ready to step in and play in the NFL now than they've ever been in the past? Well, I think that, you know, the passing game has transcended to the college game. And these guys spend more time. I mean, you know, the best example I can give you is I have people ask me all the time, Who's the best quarterback? Who is the best running back? The football game in college and in the pros has become a passing league. I mean, you're not going to find, in this decade, I don't think you're going to find a running back that's going to make the Hall of Fame because you're not going to get enough carries. And uh, you'll find quarterbacks and receivers and those type of guys, tight ends, because the game's changed. It's a passing game now. And these guys come from college, and they're so much more adapt reading coverages, uh, throwing the football down the field than it ever has been. Hey, Jim, I thought I'd just let you know that Goose is already stumping for Ezekiel Elliott for the Hall of Fame. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Jim, oh, Jim, let me take it further, Jim. In Texas here, I see it in high schools. 
everybody's running. They've been running the spread here for the last 10 years, and everybody's recruiting quarterbacks out of Texas. These kids right now are seeing defenses that they're going to see in college and in the NFL when they're in 10th, 11th, 12th grade. You're exactly correct. But here is what I believe in wholeheartedly. I mean, that's the way the game's played today. But if you look at the teams right now in the NFL, let's just stick to the NFL, the teams that are leading their division also have a defense that's outstanding. They're in the top ten. I've looked at it, studied it. Uh, you know, you, you start going down those teams. you got to still be, be able to play defense. And that includes, you know, rushing the passer and all that. It's not just stop the run game. But uh, and offenses that have a high percentage completion. And, I mean, that's the secret to winning right now, being able to play defense and get to the passer, okay, and win the turnover battle. And if you look at the stats and you marry those together, those are the teams that are leading the division or have a winning record. Yeah, and as you know, Jim, it's very hard to play defense these days since it's been outlawed by the uh, people <laughs> in New York. It's incredible. It drives me yeah. crazy. Uh, yeah. I know you were in L.A. this past weekend. I just wonder what your thoughts are on, on, on Case Keenum. Is he as good as he looks so far, or does uh, water eventually reach its own level and he's going to be less than he appears to be? What do you think? No, I think that uh, I, I like the way you guy plays. I really do. Uh, you know, he doesn't make a lot of mistakes that hurts his team. You know, they're playing good on defense right now. That's what's carrying them there. they got to get the run game going. But, um, you know, the guy looks to me like, you know, he doesn't have to be a Tom Brady or an Aaron Rodgers or one of those guys to carry the team because there are other parts. Their defense is playing well. they got to get the run game going. They're doing well on the turnover ratio. That's a winning formula. We're speaking with former coach Jim Fossil on the Talk of Fame Network, and you can find us at talkoffamenetwork.com or on Twitter at at talkoffamenet. And, Jim, since Ron just referenced Case Keenum, they've got another quarterback on that team. guy was sitting behind him who I thought would be starting by now, and that's the number one pick of the draft, Jared Goff. When do you think we get a glimpse of him? Well, I don't know. You know, 10 minutes ago I was on the phone with my son, okay? And I was busting him because he was running down the sideline on that punt return and all that stuff. But anyway, <laughs> I don't ask those questions. I don't, you know, people think, oh, your, your son tells you. No. There's certain things that are not, I don't talk to him about. And that's one of those things. Okay? I never question anything. I don't want any inside information. Because uh, if it gets out, then I'm a suspect. I, I'm concerned, really, really concerned that, you know, there was a rumor went out that he wasn't that smart. So wait a minute. Come on. The guy doesn't get picked with a first pick. You've done all your research. I mean, even when I played, they gave you an IQ test when you're a quarterback and recognition of things. So I don't know. I was shocked when he wasn't dressed for the first game. He was inactive. Now, that that's a big drop from number one pick to not even active in the first game. So what I've seen of him, I like him. But there's got to be something missing. Maybe he hasn't picked it up. Maybe he's lost his confidence. I don't know what it is. I mean, they're not stupid. I mean, they, they want to have the best guy out there. But it's really puzzling to me that after, after that first game, that he was, in the first game, he was not even active. That's, that's a huge drop. So, you know, and I swore to God, I would tell you guys first of anybody if my son gave an opinion, but I don't want to know, and I never ask him, and he's never going to tell me. Jim, let me switch from L.A. to Dallas. You're sitting there. you got Tony Romo working on a $100 million contract. He's hurt. He's old. Every time he gets hit, he seems to get hurt. And you got Dak Prescott, 
set fourth round draft pick, unbeaten. He's the only quarterback who started four games and hasn't turned the ball over yet. This is much like the Brady man, uh, Brady uh, Bledsoe situation. What do you do if, if you're sitting there and your team is five and two when Romo's ready? Ready? Do, do you go with Romo or do you keep Prescott out there? Well, I, I would keep him out there right now, Dak. I, I I was very impressed with this guy. I didn't know anything about him when I saw him operating. I go, wow. I mean, he's got a quick release. He looks like he's a quick uh, decision maker. Uh, his numbers are really good for what they're asking him to do, uh, and. I think that I would uh, delay Tony Romo as long as you could to make sure he is healthy because once you make the move, you're not going to yeah. put him in there, and if he's not functioning, then you've got to pull him. You're not going to do that. So I, I would I would let him – I mean, if, if my backup quarterback was not playing well, yeah, go. But that's not the case with Dak. I mean, he's playing well. I was very impressed with the guy, and I would give him – a little bit more time and make sure Tony Romo is 100% complete. wonder what you make of the Cam Newton, Carolina Panthers situation. Uh, it looks from afar here that you know, part of his problem is well, he's getting the greatest protection in the world, either from his own team or the, or the officials for that matter. Um, just wondering if you, if you think there's perhaps that sort of post-Super Bowl loss dip or something else is going on there. Well, you know, uh, it, it's a phenomenon that happens. Uh, I can't tell you about all sports, but I remember one time looking at it when we went to the Super Bowl, and I looked at it because we got beat, and I'm thinking, all right, how, how many times can we rebound on this thing? And it was like one team out of the last 10 Super Bowls that lost even made it to the playoffs the next year. You know, wait a minute, there's something, something's missing here. It was phenomenal, and I you don't hold me exactly to the stats, but it was like if you get beat in the Super Bowl next year, you're not even getting in, this, in the, in the uh, playoffs. And uh, I tried to figure that out, and that happened to us. We got to the Super Bowl, and the next year we didn't even get in the playoffs because of different things. But uh, it's a phenomenon that yeah, I don't think anybody can explain right now. I can't, certainly. Hey, Jim, quickly, um, try to explain this. What's going on with Eli Manning? We've got about 30 seconds. Well, I was asked that on a, a TV show one time. I don't think he's an elite quarterback. In my definition of an elite quarterback is a guy that can, no matter what the run game is or what the pass protection is, he just he can take your team and win. I don't think he's that guy. Hey, Jim, we've got a ruddy game, unlike Eli, and we've got to run to commercial. <laughs> but thanks for the time, as always, and we'll check back with you next month. All right, love talking to you guys. Always fun. That was former coach Jim Fossil. Up next are Game Changers. You're listening to the Talk of Fame Network. This is Leroy Glover, and you're listening to the Talk of Fame Network. Burger King presents Breakfast Stories. Today's story, Bob and the two for $4 croissant So here's a doozy. I'm eating my two croissant for $4, you know? And this lady comes over, making big moon eyes. And I'm like, keep your paws off my other croissant ma'am. Great story, Bob. Thick cut bacon and eggs on a flaky croissant. Hey, this is not breakfast. This is a Burger King breakfast. Get two croissant sandwiches now for just $4. Only at Burger King. Price participation varies. Here's something to feel good about from Centrum Silver. Vitamin D was discovered in the age of dancing, the roaring 20s. Right on cue, because vitamin D plays an essential role in supporting strong bones and muscles. And just as dance moves have evolved, so is the importance of vitamin D. That's why Centrum Silver upgraded to our highest level of vitamin D3 ever. <laughs> hey, want to dance? Centrum Silver, something to definitely feel good about. 
Hey, Lucy, you're the CFO of this company. That's why you pay me. We need a better way to manage our expenses. Concur. Automated expense reports. Concur. Faster invoice processing. Timely financial data. A whole system that helps us make better decisions around how we spend our money. Concur. While I appreciate your enthusiasm, I'm actually looking for ideas, not agreement. That's why we're getting Concur for expense, travel, and invoice. Everything you described scaled perfectly to our business, and it's surprisingly cost-effective. Lucy, you're a genius. I concur. Expense, travel, invoice. Learn more at concur.com. Any Jane Doe can tell you that Geico could help you save. But since money talks, we just ask the savings instead. Greetings and sun salutations. I'm Jane's money. And I never knew my self-worth until Jane switched her car insurance at Geico.com. Those 15 minutes built me up to real savings. Geico's been helping customers save money like me for over 75 years. So take that to the bank. And namaste. Geico. 15 minutes could save you 15% or more on car insurance. This is the Talk of Fame Network on SB Nation Radio. Here are your Hall of Fame voters, Ron Borges, Rick Goslin, and Clark Judge. Hey, Derek Burns. Yes, Clark. You know what it means when Geico says just 15 minutes can save you 15% or more on car insurance? I think it means it'll save you some cash. You got it. Smart man. It means you should have gone to Geico.com 15 minutes ago to save some cash. So go. As we do each week from the Renai studio, we save some cash. We also acknowledge the difference makers from the previous week with what we call the Renai Game Changer of the Week. Now, be the good, the bad, or Ron, the Amish rifle. Just has to be someone or something that made a difference. And Goose... Since you were kind enough to drive that Dak Prescott bandwagon back from California, whew, that was a long trip. You have first crack at this. So who's your Renai Game Changer of the Week? Got a better bandwagon. I'm going to go with Spartan Le'Veon Bell, put him back in lineup. This is a different Pittsburgh team. They were scuffling along without him. Through the first three games, 2-1, he shows up, everything clicks. Steelers pound the cheese, 43-14. He's the most complete back in football and certainly a game changer for the Steelers. Is that the Spartan band or the Dartmouth College band? There was no cello, so it had to be the Spartan band. (laughs) I didn't hear the cello either. Okay, Ron, it's your turn. Look, how can it not be Julio Jones? My Lord, 12 catches for 300 yards. Only the sixth guy in history to go 300 or more. Uh, He not only changed that game, but he changed the way that the draft day for him was viewed. If you remember Tom Dimitrov, friend of the show, (laughs) traded two ones, a two, and two fours to Cleveland to move up from 27th to 6th to pick him in the first round. People said he was nuts. Fritz Shermer was Cleveland's coach at the time, said it was a great trade. Yeah, it was. Not for Cleveland. The five guys they got, none of them playing for Cleveland on Sunday. None of them on an NFL active roster. Good trade. He made that trade with also a friend of the show, Mike Holmgren. Um, I'm going to play Captain Obvious here, guys, and go with Man of the Week. That would be Tom Brady, who for some reason, some reason gave up a vacation to Italy with Giselle to return to Massachusetts and spend the rest of the season with Ron Borges. Who Brady returns Sunday. What was that, Goose? I said, who wouldn't? Make that <laughs> oh, yeah. He returns Sunday from a four-game suspension. And wouldn't you know it, Cleveland draws the short straw. Man, that franchise is cursed. Anyway, his return changes the landscape, not only the AFC, but of the NFL, as Goose mentioned earlier, with everyone chasing him, the Patriots, and Ron Borders. Uh, there's someone we always chase. That's our own Dr. Data. A.K. Rick Goslin, who can separate fact from friction. He's going to tell us why there's more than just Sam Bradford and a defense to the Minnesota Vikings. Goose? 
If you thought the Vikings are going to stop running the ball because of the season-ending knee injury suffered by Adrian Peterson, well, you don't know Norv Turner. Dating back to the days when he first started calling plays for the Jimmy Johnson Cowboys, Turner has always been a run-first coach. That should be easy, you say, when you have Emmett Smith in your backfield taking all those handoffs. But in the 21 years since Turner has left Dallas, he's produced three other NFL rushing champions, Ricky Williams, LaDainian Tomlinson, and Peterson. He's produced two other conference rushing champions, Stephen Davis and Frank Gore. In his 25 years as an NFL play caller, his offense have finished in the top 10 in rushing 16 times. When Turner didn't have a Williams or Tomlinson, he still called handoffs, giving the ball to the likes of Terry Allen, Amos Zeroway, Lamont Jordan, Mike Tolbert, and Matt Asiata over the years. That's who Turner is and what he believes in. The run sets up the pass. The Vikings are 4-0 this season one of just three unbeaten teams remaining after the NFL's first month. In Minnesota's first two games, with Peterson, they ran the ball 50 times. In the two games since then, without Peterson, surprise, surprise, the Vikings have run the ball even more. Turner has called 57 handoffs to the likes of Jock McKinnon, Matt Asiata, and Zach Lane. Running the ball keeps the defenses honest and slows down the pass rush. That allows a quarterback to succeed. In addition to Trey Aikman and Phillip Rivers, Turner's offenses have made Pro Bowl quarterbacks out of Gus Frott and Brad Johnson. Sam Bradford is now with his third team in three seasons. Maybe he can finally live up to the hype of being a first overall pick of the NFL draft. If so, he can thank Norv Turner and his running game. It goes In the league where running backs have fallen out of favor, is, is Norv a stubborn dinosaur, or does he know something the other offensive coordinators have simply forgotten? Ron, I think the other play callers have egos that won't allow them to call runs. They want to show everyone how creative they are in the passing game. Turner puts winning a game above stroking his own ego. So, Gooseman, if this is true, and I don't doubt it's true because you tell us, what do you tell people who say it's a quarterback's league? You tell them to come up with a better excuse for not winning championships. There's that whistle again telling us we're almost out of time. So, Ron, you want to get to the two-minute drill? Let's go. I do want to get to the two-minute drill. Speaking of the Raiders, played three of the first four games on the road, and they're three and one. Are they ready to unseat the Broncos in the AFC West? With that defense? You can answer that, Ron. Oh, wait a minute. Maybe you can't. No! If they do, I know one guy in this show who's going to be absolutely unbearable. <laughs> I mean, will be. Unhinged, I would say. Can Phillip Rivers take it much longer in San Diego? Yes, he can. He's making $20 million a year. It depends how the stadium vote goes. He may be taking it in Los Angeles. Will Mike McCoy survive much longer in San Diego? Sure. The way I see it, if he keeps screwing up, he may get another extension. To get a vote passed on a new stadium, you need to win games. That's not happening under McCoy. The Jets are 1-3 and three and have allowed 105 points, yet defensive lineman Sheldon Richardson said after Sunday's loss to Seattle at home, I have no concerns. Does he deserve the Alfred E. Newman What Me Worry Award? No, he doesn't. But he does deserve this week's Creepy Clown Award. Maybe he doesn't have any concerns, but I bet Jets coach Todd Bowles does. Ryder Cup, Stanley Cup, or America's Cup? Dixie Cups. I'll take Lord Stanley's Cup. The drama lasts longer than a weekend. Are the Cowboys better off without Tony Romo running their offense? Not if they want to lose a playoff game. Romo turns the ball over, the rookie doesn't. Romo gets hurt, the rookie doesn't. Give me the rookie. Miami tackle Brandon Albert says, quote, the sky is not falling, unquote, on the one and three Dolphins. Has he not heard of Hurricane Matthew? 
Apparently not. He's the special teams captain for the Patriots, right, Ron? He must not have gotten the memo that Tom Brady is back this week and his Dolphins are already two games behind. Who are the best of the worst? Arizona, Detroit, or New Orleans? Zona. Reason, Bruce Arians. Only one NFL team ranks in the top ten this week in both offense and defense. The Cardinals. How about the best of the best? The Eagles, the Vikings, the Broncos, or the Patriots? Patriots. Reason? I don't want to even get into it. Tom Brady. Eventually, the Steelers. Eli Manning says teammate Odell Beckham's antics have brought it on himself when referees flag him for celebrating. Good analysis or teammates slandering? Good analysis, and he got it by spending Sunday mornings with Peyton. Only one guy would consider a teammate slandering. The other 51 believe in Eli. We want to thank Everson Walls, Leroy Glover, Jim Fossil, and Dartmouth College professor Brendan Nyhan for joining us, Derek Burns for producing us, and you for listening to us. If you'd like to hear this or any podcast, just go to our website, talkoffamenetwork.com, or find us on iTunes or your podcast app. Otherwise, look for us at this time and on this station next week. We'll be here. We hope you will be, too. This is Leroy Glover, and you're listening to the Talk of Fame Network. Go from tank to tankless. Make the right play by choosing Renai Tankless Water Heaters. Get yourself out of hot water at home by choosing the best water heating solution available. Why don't you tell us about the last time you were in hot water with your significant other? Visit GetHotWater.com to submit your story for a chance to be a part of our weekly giveaway for football tickets. Grand prize winners will have a chance to win a pair of playoff tickets and a Renai Water Heater. Visit Renai.us for more information about their innovative products. Here's something to feel good about from Centrum Silver. Vitamin D was discovered in the age of dancing, the Roaring Twenties. Right on cue, because vitamin D plays an essential role in supporting strong bones and muscles. And just as dance moves have evolved, so is the importance of vitamin D. That's why Centrum Silver upgraded to our highest level of vitamin D3 ever. <laughs> hey, want to dance? Centrum Silver, something to definitely feel good about. All right, people, let's start the meeting off with a round of quick-fire questions, shall we? Whoever gets the most correct answers gets tomorrow off. First question, what's the most efficient way to manage our expenses? Concur. How can you capture invoices electronically and manage approvals from anywhere? Concur. Last question, by switching to blank, we now have the tools that give us full visibility into company spending, which helps our bottom line. Concur. Bob, very impressive. You get tomorrow off. But tomorrow's Saturday. You get tomorrow off, Bob. Thank you. Expense. Travel. Invoice. Learn more at concur.com. I'm Jay Farner, president of Quicken Loans. Recently, mortgage rates have dropped to the second lowest level in history. The rate today on a 30-year fixed-rate mortgage is all the way down to 3.5%, APR 3.57%. It's a great time to refinance with Quicken Loans and save hundreds every month. So lock in this ultra-low rate before it goes back up. Call 800-QUICKEN. That's 800-QUICKEN. Call for cost information and conditions. Equal housing lender. Licensed in all 50 states. NMLSConsumeraccess.org, number 3030.